All right, we are live with uh, week three of Talking Preps. I got most of the crew here. The guru is out today. He's not feeling well. Chris, hurry up and get better. Alex Bass, I see, is trying to sign in to be Mr. Contrarian when we get the show rolling. Sam had a late practice tonight and somehow still made it uh, to the show. So Sam, no, I said late practice. Sam had a normal time practice. See, <laughs> stop trying to add stuff. Sam got enough. Yeah, no, Sam told me they, they moved I, I was, I was locked in. Yeah, we, we don't need any, any extra stuff. Sam had a practice. That's it. No, DJ McFadden has got independence rolling right now. And I'm telling you, when they told us we could not practice on time, I move. I, we we just kept watching film, watching film. Until we <laughs> We're gonna go out there today, yeah. right now. Yeah. Sam was waiting on that last parent to come pick up their kid. <laughs> <laughs> that is partially true too. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you made it to the show. We got a really busy show. Should be a bunch of fun. Let's get to it. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're talking press. My man Alex Bass is here. Aren't you, Alex? Are you here? Yes, I am. Okay. We we I gave Alex and Gary some like uh, accoutrements, but I see they're not being used this week. So maybe next uh -oh. week we can get we can get them in. I, we'll get them in. I, I have I have my light set up. We gotta get your screen. <laughs> we gotta get your screen going. Too. Hey, but if, if Alex uses what you sent him, he can't put the iron in the screen. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I'm saying. Where's the iron? Where's the iron? Can we put the iron golden or something like bronze? Or I, I got the comments turned on tonight, too, guys. If you guys want to make comments, drop them in the, in the chat. If you're on Twitter, just, uh, just drop a comment in Twitter or YouTube or Facebook. I do have Magdivate. I forgot to turn them on uh, last week, so they're, they're on this week. Uh, we're going to jump right into rapid fire. Uh, Chris isn't here, so Dale, I'm coming to you. Why is Restro and Mooresville a sneaky good game on Friday? Well, first of all, it's a very uh, big rival game between the two. Uh, I <laughs> West Rowan and uh, you know Mooresville had a tough game last week. Um, they both have played Davy. And they both have beaten Davy, mm. but Mooresville, I think, uh, had a little bit better game against Davy. And I think that could be a defense, sneaky. Really, right? What do you, you think? Because West Rams gonna throw it all over the yard. No, oh, yeah, without question, you already know that it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited for this game. Like I said, I, I think you know Chris highlighted. You got the head coach from Rowan County, uh, Joe Nixon. That, that's that's now at Mooresville. So they know all too well about them. Again, everybody's looking, you know, at the, at the games in Mecklenburg County. But this is one for obvious reasons, of course, with more as well being our conference that I definitely have on my radar. Right, right. I mean, Joe, Joe Nixon, Joe Nixon grew up around West Rowan. That was his first oh, yeah. high school job. Yeah. Okay. Became the head coach. Now he's at Mooresville. He played at Catawba, so he's been around the whole area. I mean, this is a big game. <laughs> I mean, he wants to win this game probably more than anyone else on the schedule. I'm going to be honest. Okay. All right. Well, I know it's kind of a sneaky good game. I know there's a lot of talk about some of the other games in Cleveland County, Mecklenburg County. That's a sneaky good game. Alex, you got a chance to see the game of the week last Ooh. week that Grice picked out that didn't exactly turn out well, to be great. Well, I was wrong. Forsyth <laughs> really like that, Alex? Oh. East Forsyth is not in independence of the early 21st century. They're not explosive like that. 
Do they have players who look the part of elite talent? Yes, they do. Okay. Is their quarterback, Jalen Alexander Rayner, very, very good and a state championship level quarterback? Yes, he is. Is their defense state championship level? Yes, it is. But it does not look it, – it doesn't have the explosiveness of the independence teams of the early 2000s. But can they, can they win the state title this year? My goodness, yes. I don't know if anybody has the explosionness of the good old Independence days. I mean, them they were beating people by fifty in the championship games, weren't they? Yeah. Man, I saw. Hey, I have a watch, uh, and I know I have our little talking preps group. Uh, you know, at a buzz. I mean, luckily our game was one where I could look at my watch. I just saw Langston say thirty-eight to nothing or whatever it was. Whatever it was at halftime around that around that time, goodness. And again, this is a Roseville team that y'all all told me. Again, it's Marcus Cooley, Noah Rogers, Brayden Atkinson stepping in there for Byron Brown. All this noise down east about this is the team that could challenge these West guys. Like, I, let's let's all let's bring that up because everybody had been talking about this is the team with the guys. So you trying to say you fell for the Okie Doke? <laughs> I don't think we fell for the Okie Doke. I think we got enough, give enough credit. Of course, they lost their head coach, Martin yeah. Samick, to you yeah. know whatever the issues going on. I think that played a big role. He's a good coach. He's yeah. had success. Even I think he was at Parkland before. That matters. I mean, we have guys, but I think that East Forsyth, you know, group, you know, Todd Willard, Aaron Bill. You got guys that have been there on that staff, been through big games. I think that showed up, to be honest. All right. Um, staying with you, Grice, Virginia High School was paused this season while they investigate a severe hazing incident on campus. Yeah, how uh, big a deal is hazing in high school sports? And it's something we, do, we need to weed out. I mean, I think it's just something you got to stay on. I mean, I, you know, honestly, funny enough, you know, not funny situation, but had this conversation today just with our players. I mean, you know, general cleaning the locker room. You know, you're just talking about this about stuff with guys like that, just making sure guys are aware, like, hey, this stuff is not okay. This isn't something that you know needs to go on. I don't you know don't know what you've heard, but just really staying vigilant around your kids, having that open line of communication, just to make sure that you know you know what's going on, and making sure that the players from the best players that we love to brag about and post our offers, as well as the guys that are you know getting through this, learning great valuable lessons, that all of them know that you love and care for them, just to make sure that they can come to talk to you if there are any issues. I think that's the type of, of behavior and culture you want to build with stuff like this. Gary, same question. Is, is hazing out of control in high school sports? Uh, I don't think so. Um, but, you know, high schools take their lead from the colleges. Colleges take their lead from the pros. If you're watching um, Hard Knocks mm-hmm. and you see they're still, they're still hazing in the NFL, you know, where they make the rookie get up and sing and perform a skit and dance. And it's part of tradition. So, I mean – do you define it as hazing or is it a rite of passage? Um, you know, when it becomes physical, uh, when it becomes bullying, of course, it's hazing. But sometimes it's just a rite of passage um, to be a part of a group, a team, um, an organization. You have to go through some things sometimes. Um, I don't know what happened in Virginia. I'm taking it that it, it must have been very serious. Yes. Um and it's something that coaches need to address. But just like, you know, tonight, if you watch Hard Knocks at 10 o'clock, the head coach is going to come in in front of the team, and he's going to pick out a rookie. And 
you know, he's that rookie is going to literally have to make a fool out of himself in front of the whole team just to get approval, you know. Yeah. So it's something that's been going on a long time. But is it is it criminal or is it a rite of passage? Each yeah. case is different. I want to comment on this as well. Like watching the hard knocks, I think that what is the end goal? Is it considered hazing or are they trying to build team camaraderie? Um, if you're punishing someone in a certain way, I think it could be definitely a hazing situation. But like hard knocks, I think they're doing it where, hey, you know, you you, you comment on what your signing bonus is. And it's kind of funny. You know, somebody's making so many millions of dollars. Someone's making, you know, thousands of dollars. And then they could sing. One guy was juggling. You're just trying to make the other team know that you're okay being in front of it. And it creates leaders. And you can see it right from the get-go. And, you know, are they being approved by the, the veterans or not? I think it's kind of a cool deal on some aspects. But, like, mm-hmm. there can be hazing when you're punishing people in a way. That's that, that's not necessarily punishing. You're trying to build a team camaraderie. No, I'm, not talking, to, I'm talking like real hazing. That's what I'm talking about. Like, what, what would be the – can you give us what happened in the Virginia? Like, give us- I, I, I have not seen the specifics. They just said there were some serious hazing allegations. And we, we've all seen, you know, some of the things with football and, and hazing that go on. If it's anything physical, um, where it's strenuous, where they're putting their hands on another kid, um, you know, if they're embarrassing that kid, um, not in laughter, but it's something that's going to carry over and maybe it even get, makes it to social media. Yeah. Then that, that's probably hazing, um, as opposed to a rite of passage. There's a fine line, but once it gets physical, it's it's definitely hazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Why I'm even go back to the line? Gonna, I'm going to come back to you, Sam. Shelby's at Crest on Friday. That's normally the Cleveland County game of the year. You know, stop it town, shut it down, and it's over. But is Burns Kings Mountain the Cleveland game of the year this year? A hundred percent. It's not even close. They've earned that keep. You know, Kings Mountain winning, you know, a big game versus Shelby earlier in the year. Burns is 2-0. I think it's definitely the game of the year. This is the one to go see. Now, it's not saying that Shelby, you know, plays Crest. It's not a big game. That's a huge game. But, you know, Burns and Kings Mountain are the ones that are like the kings of Cleveland County right now. All right. Um, What do you think, Chris? Oh, I, again, Shelby and Crest have the most iconic rivalry to me. That's never a game I'll turn anybody away from. If they right. talk about rivalries, it's still up there no matter what. But you talk about this year as far as both of these games and how important and how, I guess, as far as from a talent standpoint, I think Burns and Kings Mountain have shown and proven that. I mean, with Burns you know, beating Crest soundly, mm-hmm. Kings Mountain beating Shelby already, with Shelby starting out 0-2, which is probably one of the bigger shockers yeah. of this yeah. year so far. I like this Burns, these Burns and King Mount, Kings Mountain teams. I've seen both of them um, in the scrimmage, of course, with us facing Burns. Burns is a good team with great speed, and I think that you know that they're extremely well coached by Coach Devine up there. Kings Mountain again, I think they always come with it. They always have great you know great play. They're a team I think that I think it's always going to be in the mix. So to me, that's the game I want to go watch, and I think it has the most implications down the road. Alex wants Hello. to come in. I'm scared, but go ahead, Alex. <laughs> Burns, Kings Mountain, the Cleveland County game of the year? Absolutely not. What? Let me, let, let me set it up this way. It's not, the, <laughs> it's not the game of the year. Not because the best high school football in North Carolina is not played in Cleveland County. Because it is. Nowhere in the state, nowhere in the state can you find four schools 
in the same county year in and year out. Oh, hold on, let me put you on a one shot so Cleveland County people can see you while you talk about it. Nowhere in the state will you find four schools in the same county who year in and year out produce these kinds of rivalries on the front end of the of the season in non-conference play and on the back end of the season in conference play. It truly is very, very special. It's at another level this year because of how Burns and Kings Mountain have turned the tables in terms of the leading power brokers, at least out the gate thus far. So it's special in that regard. Okay. What Cleveland County has given us these first three weeks is just remarkable, but they do that year in and year out. But even that withstanding, the games of the year in Cleveland County will be played on October 28th, and that would be Shelby versus Burns and Kings Mountain versus Crest. All right. Uh, Kim, we're going to bring you in. Uh, Providence's Luke Bailey broke a 17-year-old school record on Friday, going for 336 yards against South Mecklenburg. It's a remarkable performance. How in the world did he do that? Uh, yeah, I had a chance to go out there and talk with some of their guys on the offensive line uh, yesterday. And, you know, they all just really love playing with each other. Uh, their left tackle, Cash Topinka, said he thinks all five of those guys up front are, quote, nasty. And, uh, you know, without being prompted, uh, Luke Bailey even said the same thing. He said that, you know, all five are nasty. He feels like he's you know, got open holes all day long when he runs behind them. Yeah, I gotta ask a, I gotta ask uh, you a question because you you made a funny comment when you came back from practice. Asked the actually asked the the, uh, the viewers a question. They thought Cameron was trying out to be a lineman when he went over to college. Do y'all think that Cameron was in high school? Do y'all think that? Put it in the comments if you think Cameron should be in high school. Put it in the comments. <laughs> they, they Cameron going to high school. Are you hazing Langston? They won't boil. Yeah, they I believe that. I believe that's hazing. Hey, Langston, you know what? The uh, Providence had, uh, had a running back who set a record against um, Vance a few years back. I guess it's about 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He had over 300 yards rushing. So Providence yeah, yeah. Got, has put out some rushers. Yeah, they got four guys that have been over uh, 300 yards. We got a, Cameron has a story that's coming out Thursday or Friday, so hope everybody will uh, tune into that. But before we get out of this segment, um, Dale Ross wanted to uh, have a meet a copa, so we'll let him do that on the backside. Well, two things. According to the script, I was supposed to say something about that Shelby Kings Mountain game, but this is kind of about that game. Um, excuse me, that Burns Kings Mountain game. Um, Alex, they both came out of the gate last year as well um, at the start of the season. I was a wimp the first two weeks of our picks. I picked um, against Kings Mountain the first week, and I picked against Burns last week, and I wanted to pick them both, both <laughs> times. Um, so I got me a little cayenne pepper here. I'm not too much of a wimp, I hope. Uh, is that the, the game um, – in uh, Cleveland County, you know, uh, games are relative to whoever's watching and whoever's concerned. To me, that's the biggest game. In fact, uh, for me, finish up my pepper there. Uh, for me, I was 
choosing between Providence Day and Catholic and the Kings Mountain Burns game. I think both are going to be phenomenal games. And I think the Kings Mountain Burns game is going to be an awesome game to go see. So if you guys got a chance, go see it. Kings Mountain, a great place to go watch football. Absolutely. That's it. I was a wimp. Hopefully I'm not a wimp any longer. Everywhere in King, everywhere in Cleveland County is a good place to watch football. I've been to all four of those stadiums. They're incredible. Um, yeah. Bill's a lot tougher than Shaq eating that ghost pepper. Y'all remember that scene? <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I do remember. You I know, I, remember I, I tried to I, – I, I gave Langston the link to that Hot Ones episode. Um, I don't know if <laughs> yes, you saw the Shaq. I, I, saw, I, did, I did look at that. But it's time to find out. I don't know if the other guys saw it, but if you haven't, you need to watch it. Yeah. It's time to find out who Grice picked out as his Grice's Gems of North Carolina High School Football Players of the Week. If you want to get make the list, you got to DM Coach Grice on on, uh, Friday. Tore my slogan up. If you ball, you get the call. There it is. If you ball, you get the call. Let's see who balled this past week on Grice's Mm -hmm. Gems. All right, my man, Grice, here we are another week at Grice's Gyms, week two in the book for the 2022 high school football season. And, man, we had some big-time performance on the gridiron Friday night. And let's start up there in Rowan County, uh, West Rowan High School quarterback uh, Lucas Graham uh, had a school record 388 yards. My man went 15-25, to 25, three touchdowns, and a huge 35-34 victory over Davie County. Grice, what do we see in this, man? I mean, a great arm. I mean, anytime you know you're going against Davie County from the last few years, you've got to put up some points. Their offense is normally pretty productive, and this kid shows he was up to the task. I mean, we've got some old highlights here. I mean, again, you can see great arm talent. He's a kid, again, you see 15 or 25 and to go 388. That's some big-time yards uh, with average there. And his favorite target, Evan Kennedy, it seemed like, was a guy for him. Seven passes, 227. You know, as a receiver, I've always got to highlight those guys. His favorite target got the lion's share of the of the of the targets there. And again, it looked like if you couldn't handle this guy one on one, he was going to have a big night, and he did. Salute to Lucas. You know what? I think of West Rowan. You think ground and pound offenses, but you think of those three Peak State championships, and they had uh, B.J. Sherrill. When you start coaching on his territory, that's a big time game. But hey, let's move on to the next guy, uh, Luke Bailey. Get on the uh, bus. From Providence, uh, 366 yards. Anytime you're talking about a school record, look at him go. Look at him go. They ain't going to catch that guy. Hey, um, Rice, tell me about this young man. Man, hey, Coach Wesley Boyd's got to love Luke Bailey. He's been a guy that's been in their you know, program for a long time. Had a major night against a good program. We know Joe, Joe Evans keeps a good program at South Mac. This was a major performance. Guru, let me give you a couple things here. You said already it's a school record for rushing. We've got to get into the record books. You know I'm better than I, but this is the 13th best single-game performance in Mecklenburg County history. We've got a big-time performance here just in week two from a guy we knew would have a great year. I'm excited to see this. I love Coach Ward's mantra. I love saying it every time I can. Okay, Luke Bailey got on the bus this week. Wow, he, he got on the bus. He drove the bus. He looked like a bus running over some of those guys. <laughs> 13th best in county history, man. You just can't overstate that enough, how big time that is here in the Mecklenburg County, Charlotte Metro area. So, wow, uh, he certainly gets a crisis gym for this week. Uh, let's move up to the foothills, up towards the mountains, West Caldwell High School. Uh, you think about the mountains, you think about guys ground and pound. Yeah. Not this year, not right now, not up in West Caldwell. Jalen Patterson threw for 514 Ooh. yards and five touchdowns. That's not a typo, my friends. 
That is 514 and five touchdowns. That is the 15th most in state history. We're getting some state record type performances on Grice's gym. Looks a little dark, but trust and believe he's getting that ball out there to some big time guys. I told you, I've been telling you, Guru, the old mountain ground and pound that you've been talking about before is slowly going away as you're seeing more of these schools. And I mean, hey, the night is reserved here with West Caldwell's Jalen Patterson. Big time performance here. You see some big time throws. And hey, salute to his receivers making some great catches out here. Some of these guys, you know, some one-on-one -on -one balls quarterback made sure that only his guy can get it but his guy did the dirty work to come down salute to those receivers but ultimately the night belongs here to Jalen Patterson as he was awarded to Grice's gym he balls we had to give him the call there well hey uh football is not all about being a uh fast and throwing for big yards. Let's talk about those dogs. Let's talk about those defensive guys. Archer Kell High School, uh, Kyler Watson had four sacks in their 40-3 victory over uh, Cuthbertson. Uh, that defense was on fire. They had 11 sacks for the game. Only gave up 69 yards for the game. Grice, tell me about that. That is dominant. Again, from the defensive side, you got a guy right here that couldn't be blocked. I mean, we saw, you know, you saw a tight end. You saw a running back to his side a lot of times. This guy's done it from the outside. He's moved inside. Didn't matter. He's shocking and shedding, getting that uh, offensive lineman off of him to make some big-time plays. Having 11 sacks total for the game and him being responsible for four of them, big-time dominant performance against an area rival. We got to give the defensive side of the ball. has got to go you know, get some crisis gems as well. This guy was well-deserving here of that. Wow, uh, incredible performance there uh, for the entire defense and especially Kyler Watson there for Dr. Kell High School. And finally, hey, Grace, how many times can we ever sit around and say Shelby is 0-2? Uh, but A.C. Reynolds and Max Guest, he had a lot to do with that Friday night. Max Guest had 302 yards rushing, four touchdowns against the defending 2A champion Shelby Golden Lions. Man, man, when I saw that score come across, and that just wasn't like a one- or two-point win. That was a whip, and then Guest had a huge part of that show. Huge part, man. It's tough going up there. I've been in AC. I was actually at AC Reynolds last year. Uh, we got to warm up before we played Asheville. Wonderful stadium. I know you love you love the stadiums. It's a great stadium. But hey, this night's reserved for Max Guest. He understood what was happening. He was playing the defending state champions in the Shelby Golden Lions. He turned in a big time performance. And here, you don't see anything special here, Guru. We've been seeing guys throw the ball up and down. You see that quarterback is just whipping around, turning it and giving to that running back, and he's making some guys miss. Salute to that running back. And again, it's I'm pretty sure. After the first five, six plays, look at this bruising run. Everyone knew he was getting the ball, and it didn't matter. We knew he was getting the ball. They knew he was getting the ball. He turned in a big-time performance and a butt-whooping of those gold lines. Wow. Well, you ball, you're going to get to call here on Grice's Gems. Hey, Grice, uh, let's just look at it again. Lucas Graham, Luke Bailey, uh, Jalen Patterson, Kyler Watson, and there you go, Max Guest. We just uh, summarized to him from A.C. Reynolds. Uh, if they uh, have a big game on Friday night, how do they get in touch with us? Again, hey, these were state record, you know, altering type performances. Guys really going on the list for their career for some performances. You got a performance you think is pretty good, reach out to me at, at Coach Jay Grice, at Langston Words Jr., at Observer Preps. Uh, at Guru Chris Hughes, I think is that's correct. Reach whoever it is. Let us know. You have a big-time performance, especially if you're etching your name in the state record books. Let us know. And as always, if you ball, you're going to get the call. Well, there it is. Uh, Sam, uh, it's time for you to get nervous. We're going to get real Sam, it's about time for you to get a little nervous uh, because it's time, it's time for uh, the game show. And I'm going to bring in my man, Sean Boyle, out of Charlotte Catholic. Uh, committed to Charlotte. Uh, how you doing, Sean? Yes, sir. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. You guys are doing something funny over Charlotte Catholic this year. You're throwing a ball all over the yard. What's up with that? Oh, yeah, we're throwing it around a little bit. Um, you know, we started uh, implementing some, like, spread stuff during spring practice and stuff like that. So, uh, 
you know, we got a bunch of threats out wide. So, yeah, Coach Crouch up a little bit, let me throw it around a little bit. So, it's good. It's fun. Were you, were you shot when Coach said we're going to, like, go three, four wide and, and throw it? Route yeah, a little bit. I mean, um, you know, we have a really good O-line this year, and we have a, you know, thrown a target like Jack almost every play is, you know, super awesome. So uh, He's a beast. Surprise, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely cool. Yeah, Jack Larson going to Notre Dame, uh, really good school, by the way. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Sam, what do you think about this young man when you see him? <laughs> you got the chiseled jaw. I'm a little worried tonight. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm like, my man's like just fresh shaved. I'm, 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 I'm a little intimidated tonight. Got the mirror in the back so he can see his win. I mean, he just – Oh, yeah. A little, little something going on. So, so, you think you might take an L tonight? Is that what you're saying? I don't take L, brother. You don't take L. You going to see – can can I get my intro? <laughs> I'm the GOAT of the you, game. You'll get your intro in a second. But before we get going, I, I talked to Coach Bottomish earlier today, Sean. I want you to hear what he had to say about you. He was really complimenting is there is it really true that you guys are like running and spread and, and throwing it all over the yard? Or is that more of because you're throwing it 20 times, it feels like 40 times? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. We, uh, we averaged six the last two years with Sean. We've thrown it an average of six a game. So, you know, I think we called 24 pass plays last week and Sean ran for four of those. So, you know, I think we were 13 for 19 or something like that. But, uh, you know, Sean, you know, has, has got a lot of offers. He got that, you know, power five offer at Rutgers and he's, he's got a, but he's been strong, strongly committed to Charlotte for the last year and a half. And he's very excited to, to go to Charlotte and uh, we're excited for him to stay in the local area so I can watch him. And then, you know, the Jack Larson is a special player and, and we thought we could, we need to, use our strength of, of getting the ball, his arm talent. Never had a, a you know a Division One quarterback before like Sean. So I said, I just can't turn around and hand the ball off. So we're trying to open it up a little bit more. And again, try to be balanced. And and, and you got to win the ball. You got to be able to run the ball in wintertime. Once it gets cold, you got to be able to run the football to win a state championship. But hopefully, you know, we still got, when we play a team like Providence Day that can just can point put so many points on you so quickly that you got to be able to, you know, match them scoring too. So, uh yeah, we'll see. It's going to be it's, – it's been fun to see what we've done last couple games, you know, trying to learn how to call the game that way. Uh, I won't say we're, we're pass happy at all, but it's, it's a little bit fun to watch us. You know, our fans are not used to seeing that type of throwing the ball around like like they do at Providence State. I would say – You got to love Mike. Mike's great. Sam, what are you seeing on these highlights, my man? Well, there's a reason why he's a big time prospect. Uh, are you committed to this school? You're Division One, or are you just are you committed? Yes, sir, to I'm committed to uh, Charlotte. Yes, sir. You are committed. Okay. I mean, I like. He just always has such a strong base. Do you see that? That's a tough throw he just made right there on the out. And then see that is even a quicker throw. Like he didn't even get into a big windup. It's kind of a flick. Uh, he sees it open. He gets there. That's a that's a layup for him. He's got just a strong base with his legs. You know, Grice is, would definitely come in. I didn't know he had that. He had a little bit of a burst there. How, how tall are you, big dog? I'm about 6'3". Yeah, that's that's huge. That's nice. See, that's, that's a big-time throw, a little touch. It's just weird to me seeing Kelly with all these wideouts and routes and stuff. That's just, that's just uh, I'm weird all, to me. I'll be honest with you. They, they've had this stuff in the arsenal for 10 years. They really yeah. do. They, they have so much – you know, diversity in the playbook. They just do what it takes to win. You got to, you know, give credit to Mike and his staff. Absolutely. Their offense coordinator, he's been there with him forever. And uh, they're always been creative. I've sat down with them many, many times. And Kevin they're going to do what it takes to win the games. And if it requires more passing, 
and that's what they're going to do. It's just they're not just a run happy team; they're a winning team. Let's just get that correct. You know, some people get a bad rep right. about certain things, but they do what it takes to win. That's what it is. Sean, before we let you beat up on Sam in the game show, talk talk to me a little bit about the game uh, on Friday, the, the state game of the week, uh, Providence Day at Catholic. It's really hard to win at Catholic. Those cowbells are going to be ringing. Tell me about that oh, game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely got some good competition coming in Friday. I mean, you know, we're going to have to play our best game to win. And, you know, I know they're bringing their best game. There's going to be a lot of fans. So, yeah, that'll be a good one. Cameron, I know you want to ask this young man a question before we get started. Yeah, man. Uh, so just what uh, what made you pick Charlotte? You know, I'm a alma mater. That's my alma mater. I just graduated from there. Sean, you so. see his hat on, right? You see the Absolutely. hat on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what are you bringing to that 49ers offense? Yeah, I would have to say, um, you know, I would just say my relationship with uh, Coach Healy and Coach Carney over the years. You know, I've been – ever since they offered me last summer, you know, I've been up there about seven or eight times, you know, just building a uh, relationship with them. So that's been great. And, you know, getting to stay home and play for, like, my hometown is pretty huge for me. So, yes, sir. Can we get, like, a Tom Brady pitcher up? I mean, I feel like a little Tom Brady-ness of the <laughs> Oh, yeah. You got my boys in the comments. <laughs> yeah, your boys are deep in the comments. I'm not going to post them all. They're deep, they're deep, deep, deep in the comments. And I give you a lot of love. All right, Sam, it's, it's time. It's time. All right. So the, the game show, I'm, we'll, Alex will read the question, Sean. You'll add. Sam answers first, first time. Is that right? No. What? What? Are you serious? <laughs> you you ask the question first, and then we'll alternate until we get to a winner. All right, no, I like you, brother. Can... I'm not MJ, just Coach Griner, but I'm the goat of the game show. Sam, you get worried already. Is that the, is that the problem? The intro is – I feel like it's not intimidating enough anymore. We'll have to redo that. Like, I'm about to do redo it. Crazy. <laughs> All right, Alex, let's go. Whew. Alex, I can't hear you, my man. You got your mic off. Sam, you know you're supposed to go second. You're a defensive guy just like I am. When you win the toss, you defer to the I second and you play and you play, def- and you play defense first. That's just the, that's the way it goes. So uh, let's go. Uh, all right. Question number one. She was the first Brazilian artist to perform on the main stage at the MTV Video Music Awards this week, and she performed for hit Involver. Who is she? A, Shakira. B, Anita. C, Daddy Yankee. D, Rosalia. All right, Sean, what you got? I'm going to go with A. A, Shakira. Samuel, what you got? Yeah, I like A as well. The answer is B, Anita. So we are a zero, zero. Sean, I, I was a little confused. I thought it was Shakira is just like. <laughs> Shakira, Shakira. Shakira I, I put Shakira in there because I figured that'd be the only one you knew, and so you would pick Shakira. I was trying to fool you on that one. Well, I, what was up with the dad? Like, how can it be a girl and his, the name was Daddy something? That was disturbing. That's hazing right there. That's not hazing. <laughs> You're always accusing me of stuff, man. <laughs> All right, uh, Chelsea, let's go. Which North Carolina college athlete has a reoccurring role on the hit Netflix show Outer Banks? A, Armando Baycott, UNC. B, Sam Hartman, Wake Forest. 
C, Terquavion Smith, NC State, or D, DJ Ugalele, Clemson. Bonus points for saying that name correctly. Uh, Sam. There we go. Wow. No, you cannot wait for your daughter to come and give you the answer. What's your answer? <clears throat> That's not, I, I'm, just let me think this, you know. I know Sam Hartman has another type of show, but it's not that. I don't know. Come on, man. We got a long way to go in the show tonight. Let's just chill. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go C. C, DJ Ukulele. What you got, Sean? No, no. C, not D. Oh, C, Chiquavion Smith. What you go... got, Me the thing it's C or A. I'm going to go A. A, Armando Baycott. My man, you're up. one nothing. Let's go. Sam in the hole. I was thinking that, too, but I thought that UNC was a trick somehow. <laughs> Gary, did you know the answer to that question? Yes, I did. I figured you did. I, I figured Gary knew the answer to that. Should have just went with my gut. They're putting these North Carolina things up here all the time. We got such a North Carolina cast over here. Everybody's graduated from Chapel Hill. Uh, That's right. Here we go. Alex, let's go. <laughs> Who has the number one country song in the country right now? A, Hardy and Laney Wilson. B, Kenny Chesney. C, Cole Wendell. D, David Morris. Uh, it's your turn, uh, Sean. I'm gonna go. I have no idea on this one. I'll go C. C. Cole Wendell. What you got, Samuel? Ali. That's what I wanted to go with, but I can't do it now. I'm behind. Sure, you can. It might be the right answer. I'm gonna go A. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. No, just tired. Number one, number one song in the country, Wait in the Truck by Hardy and Lanny Wilson. Sam, I, I don't, I, I really believe somebody's feeding you these answers. Every time you, you like scratch your chin and like, I'm a ghost. I'm you just letting you go, man. I'm, I'm locked in right now. I'm nervous. You always get don't it right. Talk it's, don't talk to me right now. Focus. It's bugging me. Chelsea. The NFL has released its annual top 100 player rankings. Which Carolina Panther made the list? A, Christian McCaffrey. B, Actually, none of them did. C, DJ Moore, or D, Brian Burns. Samuel. Um, top 100 player rankings. Yes. I'm going to go C, DJ Moore. C, DJ Moore. Sean Boyle, what you got? I'll go A. A, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. The answer is Brian Burns. He was number 76. So we're so still telling tied. me DJ Moore was not ranked in the top 100? Not ranked in the top 100. Christian McCaffrey wasn't. Have they nope. gotten all the way down to one yet? McCaffrey, McCaffrey's hurt all the time. I guess that's number one is Tom Brady. Gotten down to one. <laughs> number one is Tom Brady. Number one is Tom Brady. That is it was true. Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah, number one is Tom Brady. Yeah. You're asking have we gotten down. I got you. Alex. The NFL has released its annual top 100. Wait, wait, wait. We just did D. That. The answer is D. We just did that. <laughs> My bad. Uh, yes, that's D. Forget on D. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> is this the last question? Hold on. Yes, it is. I got to. I got to get to the uh, to the question. I hit the wrong one. I hit the wrong one twice. So we're tied right now. You're All tied. Right. Going into the last one. Let's go, Alex. All right. All right. Last year, Americans bought thirty-six point five billion dollars worth of Coca-Cola per Newsweek. Diet Coke was number two. Which brand was third? A, Pepsi. B, Dr. Pepper. C, Mountain Dew. D, Diet Pepper. All right, Sean. It's fourth and two. Game on the line. Who you got? We'll go A, Pepsi. A, Pepsi. Samuel, what you got? 
I, I mean, I think the answer is A as well, Pepsi. That's your answer? Mm-hmm. Yep, we got a tie. It's Pepsi sold $14.8 billion worth of product. Crazy they're so far behind Coke. But well, the good thing is to beat the man, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I wasn't beaten today, so the belt uh, stays. Sean, you got to come back. The the belt stays. You got to come back from round two, Sean. You got to come back. All right, back. yeah, that sounds good. All right, we'll definitely do that. But, Sean, good luck on Friday, man. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. All right, take care. All right, you too. Thank you. That's uh, Sean Boyle, the quarterback of Charlotte County. Oh, I ain't going to lie, I was nervous. I yeah, was nervous, he's, got lot, he's got a lot of friends, a lot of friends. All right, um, I'm going to get out, and Alex is going to take over. Let's find out who Chelsea was talking about. All right. Once again, here we are in Chelsea's world and everyone like Coach Griner and I, we're just happy to live in it. And we accept <laughs> that. And that that's just that's just our plight in this world. So, Chelsea, uh, looks like you spoke to uh, someone from Hickory Ridge today. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And uh, the other question I got is, if you spoke to someone from Hickory Ridge, did you at least not get a nice Coach's shirt like uh, Coach Richmond is wearing tonight? No, I did not. But um, I spoke with Luke Gilbertson, class of 2023 offensive linebacker. And we talked about that last game Friday night against Charlotte Catholic, some lessons learned from it. And also just his leadership as a senior and um, the culture at Hickory Ridge. All right. I'm excited to see this. week I'm interviewing class of 2023 offensive linebacker Luke Gilbertson from Hickory Ridge High School. So Luke last night Friday you guys fell short 34 to 35 in overtime against Charlotte Catholic a really strong team. Um, they're non-conference but just talk about what those non-conference games mean to y'all and even after a tough loss like that what are some lessons you guys pull from that? Um, Nothing to take away from Charlotte Catholic they are a great team um, but I think we have a lot of talent on our team. And I think what we learned from the game is it's the little things that are gonna get us beat. Um, costly turnovers, flags, misalignment, just little stuff like little mental errors. It's very early in the season. Um, I think we can fix that up and take that on to our season. If we play how we did against Charlotte Catholic with how much heart we did and put on that field, I think we'll be just fine. Absolutely. And looking ahead to the rest of the season, I know you guys have some more non-conference um, but really any game on the schedule, which one do you most look forward to? You know, I did have Charlotte Catholic, Porter Ridge, and Chambers all marked on my calendar these next three weeks. Um, but I really do think Julius Chambers will be the game. Um, I feel like we have some unfinished business, um, especially from last year. You know, the first game we went in, we were like, you know, can we compete with one of these big top, state runner-up, state um, championship type of team. And we go in there, we compete. We almost win the game, Last um, lost in the last seven seconds. Then the second game, we go in, had a lot of mental errors, um, got too ahead of ourselves, and kind of got a little too amped up in the playoffs. And I think that's what got us beat. So I think it's just the mindset that's going to be the biggest thing going into this game. If we have a great mindset and we're going in there and expecting to win the game and execute well and getting the little things done, I think that game will probably be the biggest game that I have marked on there. Absolutely. And I know your team has a lot of expectations. Last season, you guys finished first in the conference. Is that kind of the same goal? And how do you guys push for that in practices? 
Um, I absolutely think that's the goal. And then some more. Um, I feel like this is a better team than last year. I feel like last night we definitely displayed how much heart this team has more than last year we did. Um, we have enough talent as anybody else. Um, we have some young guys coming up from JV and uh, they're doing great stepping into bigger roles. And I feel like if we keep working in practice, again, our amount of film that we have every week, um, working hard and just doing all the right things, I feel like we'll execute and definitely get that done again. Absolutely. And Luke, this is your senior year at Hickory Ridge, so you know it better than anyone else. Kind of talk about the culture and practices. What are some things your coach really emphasizes, some mottos you have, the motivations? Um, since my freshman year, Coach Wilson has always emphasized um, real men principle. Um, it's an acronym. Um, R goes um, respect, E, especially women. A, always do the right thing, and L, with life that matters. Um, I feel like it shows us as a team that we're more than just football. We can be great men in the classroom, in public, and um, your community, and helping out and just being like there for each other. And it, it really creates a family atmosphere and helps us as um, young men. I like that. And Luke, again, your senior year, what are some of your personal goals that you're shooting for yourself and how are you pushing for those? Um, one of my biggest goals just overall is just to make it to the next level in college football. But some actual personal goals for the season would be all conference slash all state, whatever I can make it to highest level and um, 100 tackles on the season. Um, if I can get that done, I'll be very satisfied with myself. But as in terms of my senior year, along with my other senior um, friends in class, uh, I want to leave it all on the field. I won't have any regret. I want to say I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. I just want to leave it all on the field. And, yeah, that's probably, like, the biggest thing. But as in terms of team, like I said, I, I think we are good as anybody. We can make it even to the state championship. And I want to go win that. I want to get a ring. So that's the goal. So it's kind of like a fun question. Um, any game day, what's your routine? What's How do you get excited? How do you get in the mental state? You know, what's your game day preparation? Um, you know, I wake up and usually I can't really go to sleep the previous night. I'm, I'm all amped up. I'm like, that's just how I am. I wake up and I, I can barely even eat anything. Like, that's just how amped up I am. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be listening to some, some music and I'll just be getting pumped up. And, yeah, I feel like you could ask any one of my teammates, if you see me on game day, it's like a whole different person. I, I like to really make sure I'm locked in and dialed in. And I feel like I show that a lot. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite pregame song? Um, I mean, I have a lot of songs in my playlist, but I'd say my favorite one is uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem. I don't know, just whenever that comes on, it's like, this is everything you ever wanted. One shot, one opportunity. And I'm like, I got to put it all out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's motivating. All right, well, best of luck this next Friday. And congrats on that close game. You know, I know it didn't turn out the way you guys wanted, but you guys really fought out there. So proud of yes, that. Ma thank and you very much. Thank you so much for hopping on. Well, man, almost had me ready to start bouncing and start talking about lose yourself. He got me, got me a little, little hyped up, ready to go. Great um, interview. Great yeah, interview. Absolutely, absolutely great interview. Next year highlights, uh, shout out Jupiter Wilson. Jupiter, I know you watched the show. 
uh, next gen gives you some some love. Happy birthday, by the way, next gen. Uh, happy happy belated birthday. Yeah, Connor. But, uh, but he does a great job over there with Chambers filming uh, filming all their their social media stuff in slow motion and putting you make it. I think they blessed him too on his birthday. They they shot yeah. him a little bit of money or something. That was a pretty cool deal. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. that was clever. Yeah, it was. You guys do a great job. Anything you're doing stuff for the kids is just amazing and. And I, I think a lot of people have a lot of hearts that are doing things like that for the kids around the area, and that's that's pretty special. All right, Chelsea. So how can people get on Chelsea's World to be featured on the Charlotte Observer, the News Observer, and all of our social media channels, which is more media publicity you can get from anywhere? So to get all that awesome media coverage, my Instagram and Twitter is at Chelsea Sipple. You guys can reach out to me on DM, and I'd be happy to set up an interview. Hit my DM. Hit my DM. I love it. If you call, you get the call, right, Grace? Hey. <laughs> All right. That's my favorite. The whole night, that's my favorite comment that goes out. Hit my DM. Hit my DMs. Hit my DMs. Absolutely. 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 Love it. And uh, Chelsea, we're going to keep the pressure on you in January 15th. Is that the date? Mm-hmm. You're going to make your, your college announcement right here. I got y'all. Should be coming out soon. All right, cool. All right, Chelsea, we'll see you next week. See y'all. All right. Man, we've had we've been really blessed to have some teenagers with incredible talent between Chelsea and Kenzie. Um, and she's graduating, so we'll need somebody. Some one of you guys out there. And, and Cameron now, since he looks so Creek. young. What's up, Kenzie? Kenzie, I know you're watching. What's up? What's happening in Tennessee? Um, Grace, I just got a comment. They're saying that when we when we do the uh, I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. When we do the uh, Grace. The Grice's gems. We actually got to call, like, name one player of the, of the week, and call that person. So, like, pick five, and then like, one, I'm with one you. the guy that we should call him. I want to. I want to. got on the bus with uh, Luke Bailey, man. When you, what is it, thirteenth in Mecklenburg County? In Mecklenburg County, it's really good one to start. So maybe we'll try that next week. We get the. We got to get the guru some some Theraflu so he can like get his voice. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to do one thing. I want to do one thing with Gary too, if y'all don't mind. Um, What's that? I want to do a frontline warrior. I just think that we don't highlight offensive linemen enough. And I just think that we do a frontline warrior, you know, whatever we want to call it. And we okay. just pick out one person. We pick out their highlight. We communicate it. It'll help them get a little bit more publicity for recruiting purposes and things of that nature. But, well, you know, they can hit up Gary. Well, Langston did, did a great article on the offensive linemen from PD uh, this week. Yeah, if you want to come join us when we film Griner and do that, we can do that. Just come join us. Oh, and guys gotta send that in. Also, Griner, I think like like I you know, I get stuff like I talked, you know, some of the Porter Ridge folks, their old line, you know, of course they ran for five hundred and fourteen yards against mm-hmm. West Cabarrus, but guys don't send that in. We had we had uh Will Hart um from Porter Ridge <laughs> last year when they beat Grimsley. You know, when people send yeah. that in when they have those big games, that's fine. You know, it's not like we're we have twenty offensive linemen and we're choosing none of them. I like you. No, I'm not. I'm not criticizing you. I think no, no, no. That, I, no I, I'm with you. I agree. I'm saying I agree with you. I love it. Like, tell me. Well, hey, he, here's an idea. Let's do the offensive line of the week. Yeah, we got to call it the front line warrior. We got to give it a. Well, great right, let's, let's figure that. Let's figure that out, camera. We'll figure that out. No, need to know what to say. I need to see some film. Send it to I'm him. Alex's fire starter right now. Alex is about to start a fire. Here we go. <laughs> Who 
very proud of the tradition that is North Carolina high school football. I'm always excited to see how North Carolina high school football compares relative to neighboring states. We've had the privilege to see a good bit of that over the first couple of weeks of this season, and that's fine. At the same time, I do raise the question, particularly in this pandemic's aftermath, exactly what is the net return value on out-of-state competition? We've had a number of North Carolina powers these last couple of weeks suffer substantial losses to exemplary out-of-state programs. And like I said, it's nice to see our teams compete. But at the same time, what is the net return at this point in time? While we were watching those out-of-state games that were going on, we also had, as we discussed earlier this evening, the great Cleveland County scene that played out over the last couple of weeks and will continue to play out this week and later in the season on the last week of the regular season. We've seen that play out. We had the West Side Story, which Sam Griner mentioned, the importance of West Charlotte's game and win over Harding and what that means to closer communities. And we could talk about several other examples of that. Are we at a point where the greater returns to be gained are in those intra-county, intra-city, intra-part of a city rivalries? Okay, so I don't, I don't, mean, really I don't mean to interrupt you, Alex. So you don't, you don't want... You don't want teams going to South Carolina and Georgia and Virginia to play. That's what you're saying, right? I didn't say I didn't want them to. I'm asking, what are the returns? We go see a team like we we go see a team like Mallard Creek get essentially a 50 point loss to a strong Buford program, mm -hmm. and then we see. I mean, it's a little different, right? But if you're talking Rock Hill. And Charlotte, that's a little different. That's literally below the board. You mean Cardinal Gibbons going to New Jersey? I mean, that, that's that's a different situation as well. Mm -hmm. Traveling that far time and time again. Uh, Vance slash Chambers had a couple trips over the last couple years. Even if you go all the way back to when Cincinnati, uh, Independence, Independence the Elder mm -hmm. uh, in Cincinnati. I'm talking more about that. What is being gained i didn't okay. say don't do it but let's analyze the returns okay cameron wants to get in on this go ahead Cameron. can't hear you cameron you gotta turn your mic on i thought i was on mute sorry about that um i think like a lot of the return especially for teams like chambers is just seeing where you're at early in the season um i think for like from a coach's standpoint you really have to analyze like how good your squad's going to be, you know, when you're going to schedule some of these games. Because, like, Mallard Creek, I hope you proved me wrong, but when I saw the game against Buford and South Point, Gaffney coming up, you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, those are going to be very, very hard games for them to even compete in. Um, but, you know, for – I just think it's, you know, a good challenge early in the season. Um, it's a good, you know, level measuring stick, I guess, if you will. All right, well, well, we'll leave that there. It's definitely an interesting topic. Grace, you got um, – I was looking in the comments while they were talking. Somebody said thanks for the shout-out. Oh, Damian Jackson. 
Thanks for the shout out, Coach Rice. Port PR all day. Porter yeah, is at O lineman. Yeah, like I said, he reached out to me again. No, they've got a sneaky. You talk about sneaky big games. Hickory Ridge, Porter Ridge. That's another one if we want to keep it, you know, on that on that end. But definitely mm -hmm. a shout out to those Porter Ridge folks. Uh, no they should play. Fun. They should play for something. I don't know if they play for like something. You know, it's both ridges. You know, you could come up with something creative there. I think. the ridges. Says Colin and Catholics one of the top two DBs in the state. He's definitely going to get a chance to show this. this right. Yeah. I got. I think. Let's let's get back to the firestorm. Nobody. Let's let's. Go let ahead. me be the contrarian. Go ahead. On this firestorm. Go ahead. If if you're taking your team out of state, and you're riding the bus, and you get off the bus, and you eat, and you play the game, and then you get back on the bus and come home, I think you can do that in state. If you're going for educational purposes, and the kids are going to get to experience the area. They're going to do something that is going to expose them to, to something else um, other than sports. I, yeah, that's that's a good learning experience. You know, when these teams, uh, you know, and I know it's at the college level, but when they when they fly across the country, they just don't go play the game and get on a bus and come back. They do things. Um, for example, I know a lot of college teams, when they play in the D.C. area, they take them to the museums, the African-American History Museum or, some, or the, um, the uh, to Congress or places like that where they can get an educational experience as well as compete. But if you just get on the bus and you get a sandwich and you line up and you play and then you get a pizza and come home, <laughs> you can do that in North Carolina. <laughs> Well, we'll leave it there. Gary, Gary with the final word. We'll leave it there. It's time to find out who uh, Alex ranked in the statewide top 10. All right, here we go with this week's top 10. First time and I can remember, number one in all four classifications took a loss in the same week. So just looking very quickly, so Mitchell, state runner-up last year, moves up to number one. Tarboro with a tough loss to a 2A, uh, 2A Hertford County by two points, just drops to number two. And you just see the same old um, teams once again, just reorganized a little bit. Mount Airy had a huge win earlier this week, I mean, last Friday. And just the same mix once again, the same schools that will be in the mix once again, just a little bit of reorganization this week. So we move on to our 2A rankings. Once again, you have Reedsville, who took that loss to our 4A Greensboro Page. Always a good rivalry of two nearby schools up in the greater triad area. So just a little bit of reorganization once again. The big move of the week was by Burns. Mm. You earned that convincing wow. win over over Crest. Yes, Burns made that jump, and Burns is in position with another big opportunity this week. Yeah, the <clears throat> Burns people were emailing me this past week when the rankings came out. I put them on Instagram. They were killing me. They're like, "Man, how you got us down there like that?" So, and like, uh, here's here's one too. Because and I don't do it. I don't do the rankings. Wallace Rose Hill plays Leesville Road this week. That's yes. going to be a tough Ooh. one. Ooh. Yes, that's, that that's in the games we'll talk about a little later. Ab absolutely. absolutely. Oh, I'm not stealing your thunder at all, Alex. Burns no, you, might have a you, shot. But, oh, yeah, these, these two, the games that Wallace Rose Hill and Burns will have this week will be just absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. 
right, let's, let's check the let's check the one that Sam wants to see. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, let's see if his lions make. <laughs> okay. Before I go on very quickly, it was uh, East Surrey. Uh, East Surrey that had that win over Mount Airy in a great game. I just want to correct myself on that. That was a great game, by the way. Just wanted to correct that. All right. In the 3-8 rankings, Kings Mountain with that big win once again makes the move up. Dudley with the tough loss to a good Southeast Guilford team. Mm. All, always a good rivalry there. Uh, shout out to the 3-3-6 Coach Grice right there. But um, Kings Mountain makes the move up. Havelock with the 61 nothing win. Uh, getting ready for a big showdown with Newburn on September 16th. Uh, Dudley not dropping too far. Scotland County took a tough loss to, to uh, Wilmington Hoggard in the defensive battle. Uh, West Charlotte with the big uh, West Side rivalry win. Yes, is in the top 10. Absolutely. Had a Shout big out game this week. But I think what we're seeing here in the 3-8, once again, Cleveland County football in terms of a, a, a quartet of schools, by and far the best in terms of a competition environment and what it means for the county. That's proving itself, once again, to be the best in the state. Kings Mountain, number one, leading the way. All right, before we uh, move on to the 4A, uh, next gen, jump back in, Gary, on your, on your fire starter. Who thinks we should be a little smarter on out-of-state games? Um, there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, is the 4A still the fight club, Grace? Are we still, oh, fight still club? the fight club? I mean, who who's going to win it? I mean, you see how Gibbons has looked slow so far. I mean, Alex is going to tell you about these 4A guys that are up top. But, yes, all these teams in the top 10 could win it. All right, Alex. Yeah, yes, absolutely. As I mentioned earlier, East Forsyth looked the part last week. My goodness, they looked the part. Uh, Grimsley always in the mix once again. As I was watching East Forsyth, which has a similar color scheme to Grimsley, I was thinking back to that spring 2021 4A state final. when The way Grimsley's defense jumped off the ball on every snap, my goodness. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching East Forsyth last week. So uh, great job there. Chambers, once again, is still in the mix. Uh, tough, uh, tough game. Uh, Highland Springs out of Virginia, but it's still a good challenge. Yeah, they were right there at the one or two yard line at the end with a chance to kind of stick exactly. in. They struggled, they struggled with that a little bit against uh, Carlos Davis, <coughs> getting there. Yeah, right yes. There at the goal line and couldn't punch it in. That's something they got to correct. Coach, I, think, I think they're going to be fine as we get down the road. There's no, there's no way there's no way Charlotte Catholic should be 10 on this list. Yeah, oh. There you go right there. Rick is thinking the same thing. Oh. There, there it is. Yeah. Well, they should, they should be number six right now. Well, you got to get the signature win. You got to get the signature. Oh, Hickory is Hickory is a good win. Uh, it, that that that's a good that's a good win, but that's not a signature win for Catholic. Hickory uh, a fortunate win. Hickory, Hickory that, that would have been a signature win for Hickory Ridge, but exactly. it's not exactly. Well, I mean, it's not a. Well, signature. I mean, them behind Cardinal Gibbons who doesn't have a win, I think is very interesting. So, so <laughs> what you have to realize this? Yeah, yeah, Cardinal Gibbons. They need to they need to drop out. Cardinal Gibbons has yet to play no. an in-state opponent this year, and they will do so this week in the first game. What about Chambers? The first game on I, – I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
Cardinal Gibbons has yet to play a game in the state of North Carolina. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will have an opportunity to play for the first time uh, in the uh, stadium. I, I, I love him. No. No. I want to tell all of you, we talk about these out-of-state games that we were just talking about. Part of the problem why these out-of-state games have to happen is because all of you know all of you know that nobody wants to line up against Nick Drew's defense. Listen, me and Grice gonna give us our top ten right now. The hey, true top ten and four right now. I mean, y'all are really cruel. I mean, it's, it's hard to do state rankings. Number two, we gotta give them a hard time. You're, you're comparing but why is one of the? But wait a minute. Why is one of the best teams in the state not able to be ranked? And who is that? You know, we cover high school football, and I didn't see Providence Day anywhere. And I know those are all NCHSAA ranked. We got to address that. Well, Alex, can you do an independent? Is what I'm pointing out is we need to address We'll have an independent. We'll add an independent. We'll add an NCHSAA. No, we should have. No. No, we there should be a top ten of all teams. Call the sweet Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Teams. Call the sweet sixteen. Apples yes, to sir. apples. Until we can compare apples uh, to apples. Uh, apples to apples. The EISAA apples is configured as the only conference that allows us to compare apples to apples in that realm. Then no, we can't do it. We will we have still should, we still should next week. All right. Last question. What was the score with the Roseville game last week? 47 nothing. And it was 47 nothing at halftime. And and they're in the top 10, though, right? They may be yeah. top 10. Yeah. And they would be Catholic. You would think they would be Catholic. I didn't say that. Okay, well, I mean, they're ahead no, of them. That's, that's the saying. top 10. All right, hey, 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 Alex. You got to talk about the top 10 days of the week. Top 10 Charlie Catholic. Y'all are killing uh, my man. Alex, tell me about the best games in the state this week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. This sorry. is good. I'm not. The, the, best game, <clears throat> the best games in the state. Burns at Kings Mountain, we've already talked about that. Shelby at Crest, we've talked about that. That Those two go without saying. Uh, the Richmond at Cardinal Gibbons game, from a historical perspective, you have a school that will play for the first time in its stadium as a state champion, hosting the school that's tied for the most state championships in the largest classification in uh, NCHSAA play. And, and, and once again, both both of these programs right here are victims of no one wanting to play them. I said it previously, and I'll say it again. No one wants to. Li- no one in North Carolina wants to line up against Nick Drew's defense. We all. Know that. Creek was playing in okay. last week. Um, moving right up. Exactly. That's my point. No. No one wants to line up against some of these teams. So moving right along, Hillside and Dudley. Great game. Uh, battle of the bands on that one. Always oh, yeah. will be very very special. And two teams that are two and zero thus far, so that that'll be great all the way around. We mentioned Leesville Road at Wallace Rose Hill a little earlier. Four A school going down to the thriving metropolis of Teachy, North Carolina, right between Wallace and Rose Hill. Uh, great challenge for uh, perennial small school power on Wallace Rose Hill. That'll be good. Grace already Ooh. caught me upset in that one. 
I mean, no Kanye Roberts, but I, I they got a shot. I, they've got a shot. Don't count them out. All right. Uh, Mountain Heritage in Robbinsville in Region 8 in the far western part of the state, two traditionally strong programs. Hoggard and Wake Forest. You want to look at a Hoggard team that held Scotland County to eight points last week. Wake Forest, which uh, Wake Forest's first team defense didn't give up any points in a 26-8 uh, win over uh, Southern Durham in the first week. And then they went on to a 26-0 shutout last week. So what Wake Forest is doing defensively and has always been very strong defensively since its championship run from 16, 17, and 18. Uh, West Charlotte and Independence. I'll just come out and say it. I'm not. I'm not betting against Sam Griner. So, so let's just move on. All right. I, I gotta give. I gotta give a quick preview on our picks this week. There was only one person to pick one school, and everybody else picked another school. I think we may have been intimidated by one of our co-hosts. I don't know. Uh, DJ, oh, DJ, he, DJ. I think. I think Sam came by my house. DJ, if you see my picks, again, Sam came by my house and like threatened me. Like, <laughs> so, hey, DJ doing a great. I'm gonna tell you right now, Independence is a really great football team. He is doing an amazing job. Watch them on film. This is gonna be a great game. Oh, I ain't gonna lie early, to you. Early favorite for coach of the year in that conference. Early favorite. Easily, easily doing a phenomenal job with we'll those guys. Charlotte fast more than ten times in a game. Yeah. Now we now we we played them at Independence last year. Guess what? We got to go there again this year. Fine. Ooh, don't get in trouble. I'll Man, I thought y'all playing in Waddell. <laughs> huh? It's, it's not in Waddell? No, we're playing at Independence. They're going to give us a home game next year. They Another 80 stepped up to the play and said, look, I, I'd rather play y'all at your home next oh, year. So okay, okay. okay. you're you breaking news because we had, we had you at Waddell. Okay, all right. Yeah. Good, good to know. Good to know. West Charlotte's at Independence. We'll, we'll make those corrections. I'm glad you, you mentioned that. Uh, then we got the Battle of Lincoln County, East Lincoln and Lincolnton. That, that's always a big always rivalry good. game. But there's one game okay. that stands out as the game of the week. And now it's time for Grice to break it down. I got to drop a steamy. See, Grace David took away that COVID picture of you, did. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, the comments, the comments are going crazy. The comments are on fire. I've I, I not been turning them on. I turned them on. Them on. <laughs> it's hard to even pay attention to the show looking at all the comments. All right, Grace, <laughs> take it away. Tell us about this big game on Friday. Oh, you already know. I think Langston Askin took maybe five seconds to figure out what I thought the game of the week was. Providence Day and Catholic. I mean, I think you've got, you know, the Providence magic hype and hoopla with, with the PD program. You've got you know, so many players we've highlighted as nationally ranked, the best in their class. And then you've got that Catholic magic that I think Coach Broderwitz has continued to, to show. And I think magic has been even a little disrespectful. That's just that continued consistency, commitment to discipline and excellence. That's, you know, caused them to really, you know, shine in the spotlight. They had that year, I feel like that, that you know, acclimatization year, I want to say, back to 4A. But they've shown that they're ready ready to continue to be a power again, Langston. All right, but well, tell us why each team's going to win. Let's start out with uh, Catholic. What, what does Catholic have to do to pull off the upset? Oh, first, they've got to continue to start fast. I've seen the tape from the first two games, and they came out the game fast versus South Mac and Hickory Ridge. I mean, you're talking getting in that traditional Catholic tee, getting eight, nine yards of pop, 
deep pass, ensuring that they're getting that ball down the field with QB Sean Boyles that we had on the show, getting into Jack Larson, you know, really making sure that they're they're taking care of business. They've got to do the same in this game. If they want to pull this game, which many would consider an upset, they've got to ground that ball and push it down the field like they've done in these first two games so far. Second one, hey, I, we talked about it again. I think y'all stole a little bit of my thunder grinder with it, which I love. I called it old Catholic and new Catholic. You know, the old Catholic was that grounding it out through that wing tee, the traditional way they've done it. I think they need the balance, as Coach Broderick's already talked about earlier in the show. You know, need that ground game, I think, one, to keep, you know, chew that clock, keep that higher power in Providence Day offense off the field. But Bowles has got to push that ball down the field, and you know he's got to get it to his guy, Larson. You know, I think that they did a great job in the Hickory Ridge game of balancing between those big runs between their duo of backs and also getting the ball down the field to their receivers, making plays. So we got to have that mix of old Catholic and new Catholic, no matter what, for them to go out here and be successful. And finally, that secondary has to improve from last week. You know, Caden Haywood had a big game for Hickory Ridge, five touchdowns, almost 300 yards passing. You know, Jalen Harris for Hickory Ridge had a breakout game, like over 100 yards. And we know Christian Hamilton, you know, that that triumvirate's good. But, hey, we know Jason Davis, uh, Channing Goodwin, and Jordan Ship are, you know, known nationally and are really dang good as a trio that they have out there at PD. That group is going to need to step up if they're going to make sure that they win this game. Because if they let Davis have his way like they let Haywood, that score is going to get out of hand quick. All right, flip it for me. What does Providence Day have to do with Providence Day has to win. Again, these stars we've talked about so many times. You know, we know the names. They've got to show. They're the number one team in the Sweet 16. They're the favorite for a reason. Leading passer in the state is Jaden Davis after two games, according to Max Preps. He's got to get that ball early and often to his top targets. You know, it's a, literally a team stock with, with a load of D1 talent. If they are who they say they are and they play mistake-free football, that should mean a big-time win for them. So those stars have to prove that they're the best players on the field and probably one of their last major tests, I would say, of the year until they get in the conference. Uh, the second piece is they have to slow down Catholic's base offense and ensure they don't get misaligned. This is something, and, and Sam Griner, of course, the wing T expert that we know o- over there, can talk about this for a reason. Teams facing wing offenses, team facing, you know, facing these option offenses, that first quarter a lot of times is an adjustment period. In your scout offense, you know, you may have guys that aren't used to this type of offense, maybe are unsure of their assignments, and it takes that first drive, that second drive, before you really get acclimated to a team that's used to their assignments and doing something you're not traditionally aware of. So they've got to come out there, slow that offense down, and really get Catholic because Catholic has been successful so far. First two games, teams have really struggled to get used to their speed, their just, you know, the ability to well play, you know, great play designs, and those, you know, carefully timed shots they take down the field with their good quarterback. They slow that down early, I think they'll be fine. But I mean, Drew and Sovine are tough, hard runners for that Catholic offense. Watching it on tape, that yards after contact, which Griner knows is essential for a wing T running back, wing T fullback. You get that contact off belly, you know, three, four yards down the field. Taking that to seven, eight, which they've been, you know, able to do so far, is going to be key. And Providence State's going to have to slow that down and limit those yards after contact to win. And then finally, they've got to come motivated to make a point. I don't want to hear this narrow win with all these articles Langston's writing, all these interviews we're having, all these press face segments that we're talking about, all these D1 nationally ranked. We're not just saying good players in Charlotte. We're calling them the best players in the nation. They need to show and come out and make this point. I know, you know, Coach Grit works hard. Hard work works is his motto. He's, they've got to show that, hey, we're ready to show you that we want to take that next step to national relevance. Because they've talked about They've not been shy about talking about that. 
this game cannot be understated that they need to go out here and make a point. Their stars need to be big, and it's something that they need to show in order to be successful in this game. All right, well, we talked to both coaches ahead of the game. I'm going to play a portion of it later on in the week. I'll play the full versions on our social media pages. But here's uh, Coach Potter, which Coach Crispin. Well, you know, uh, it's going to be a tough one. You know, I, I read a little article of, of, of Coach over there at, at PD trying to sit there, Coach Greer over there trying to say he's just a little poverty state. They've, uh, they've made a commitment to, to, to be really a power football team, not just in Charlotte or, or North Carolina, but in the whole Southeast. And they, and they hired a great man. Coach Greer knows how to get that done. They brought in, you know, six to 10 division one players right there. They've made a great commitment. And if you've seen when Providence day makes a commitment, like you remember when they had a top five basketball program in the country. So, uh, you know, it's going to be our hats off on them. They're going to be a, you know, it's, I, I played a couple of national games teams that have been ranked occasionally and they rank right up there with the best of them. So, uh, it's going to be exciting for our kids to play. You know, I'm excited, you know, after this game's over, I'm excited to see what coach Greer does with that program. And, and cause it's going to bring some, some quality teams like IMG in there. That's the type of program he's building over there at Providence Day. So it's going to be a, it's a half soft, no more little, little small Providence Day anymore. They are, they're, they're a very good football team and one of the best teams, not in the state, but in the Southeast. Really hard. Um, you know, we've, uh, it's one of those things we've known about, like it's kind of in the back, been in the back of our mind, even all summer. And you, you know, that's coming and all of a sudden it's here. And you're like, man, I mean, they're, they're, they're great at it. I mean, it's not something you see every week and we can't replicate it in practice with the speed and, uh, and the effectiveness of execution they've got, um, you know, that 30 runs downhill hard. I mean, they, they've got a lot of different guys back there. They can do it quarterback and tight end are really, really effective. And the fact they can now do some more things in the, in the passing game, maybe they've done traditionally, but um, you know, it's, it's Charlotte Catholic. They win all the time for a reason. I mean, they're, they're really well coached and got, you know, just gritty, tough players that get after it. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a hell of a challenge for us. I absolutely, absolutely love those two dudes. I mean, they they are they don't want to lose this game. I'm telling you right now, they are they are very complimentary to each other. But I'm telling you right now, if we could put those two in a ring right there, I would like to see that. I would just, my goodness, Kim, see, what do you think? See Chad Greer's little shape up going on right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he's fast. Kim, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I think Grice hit it right on the head. I mean, that Catholic defense has to be much better than they were against Hickory Ridge. Um, you know, I was at that game, and Christian Hamilton was open like two seconds after the snap every single like every single snap. And so Jaden Davis could have a very big, big game against that Catholic secondary if they're not careful. So owning time of possession for Catholic will be key. You know, run that ball, run that clock. They all want to hear from you on this topic as well. What do you got? I think it's going to be a great game. That's why I'm going to it. I expect it to be a close game. Uh, what I saw out of Providence Day Friday night was phenomenal. That's a program definitely on the rise. I think Coach Broder hit it right on the nail uh, when he said they're building a, uh, a, a national-type program. Uh, they've got great players on both sides. I, I really think what's going to be important for them is their run game. Uh, they may be throwing more now, but uh, what I saw Friday night was a good run team might be able to get some yards on them. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, that Catholic secondary can hold up to that uh, pass threat. Well, Providence Day is good out there. They're wideouts. 
Should, should, be a fun, yeah. should be a fun game. Anybody else before we jump out of this? Anybody else with the comments? Yeah, Where's the game been played at? At Catholic, where it's really hard to win. Catholic. Yeah, very hard to win there. And I think that traditionally why yeah. Catholic wins so many state championships is because of their defense. And I think that if they learn something from last week, you know, Cameron said he went to the game. I didn't get to watch it personally. Um, but I think that they're cover two. I mean, they've been great at running cover two for – many, many years, and they stay in cover two, and they're really sound in it. So I'm curious to know if, you know, are they still doing some of that stuff? I'm pretty sure, you know, Mike runs the defense, or at least he's did in the past, and I think that he will correct some of those things. And uh, it'll be a little closer than the experts think, I think. I really do. I think Providence well, Day is pretty good. Well, well as, Cameron, as Cameron said, they better work on that secondary. They better because because Picker Ridge had yeah. their way throwing the ball. Yeah, but I mean, like, think about it. They've won championships in the past, not necessarily because they're running game. They win games late because running and it gets colder, it's hard to throw the ball. Their defense has been one of the top five defenses in the entire state, regardless of the division the last 10 years. And so it's not necessarily like their defense is weak. They might have had a bad game. I don't know what's going on, but I'm pretty sure they can make some corrections. I don't know. Yeah, you know, Sam, you always talk about running game. But and you winter know, is this, coming, this and I probably figured out where they from game. game of Thrones. I didn't know that. I was just going to say this Providence Day passing game is about like the uh, Independence 2004 passing game when they I'm were loading. I had a great quarterback that could throw the ball, and they were load. Do I? They're not as big as that. They were loaded at that receivers. Yeah, what did I tell you on Friday night about Providence Day? What, what did I tell you it, relative to Independence? You remember what I told you? I, I, t- I said Jaden Davis, be- Davis is the best quarterback I've seen out of here since Chris Lee. He's only game two, and I'm not ready to like he, he complain can't be. the world. But is, he better, is he better than Drake May? Right now, Jaden Davis is the best quarterback I've seen here yeah. since Chris Lee. And Chris Lee's the best player I've ever seen since I've been doing it. All right, well, I'm going I'm to be. <laughs> and I know Drake's your guy. Drake's my I guy. This kid Shout out to Drake. Yeah. Talk about so, but that's, that's, I think that. I, I'm not ready to make it proclamation yet. I'm just saying it's going to our I think that Chad the opportunity to be here. I think Chad Greer is probably the greatest quarterback coach. All right. And I think that. Right. He's going to make him. Is Chad, is Chad Greer to Jaden Davis what Tom Knox was to Chris Lee? Um, possibly. Oscar, what, you. What, what, something about Hi, Alex. Alex. <laughs> Not even close. Not you know, I mean, even um, close. I think, I think you guys are sleeping on one guy. I just think no. one guy that y'all are sleeping on, and, and right across the border at South Point, I think Malachi Marshall has the prettiest arm. He The way he releases the ball. I, you're I heard about him. I think Malachi Marshall next year will be the guy you talk Jay about. Jay Davis is number two in the country. I mean – well, all right. Yeah, he's where, good. Where did he play, Sam. Where Sam, did he play at last year? Where did he play at last year? Copper Ridge. Sam, no one. Sam, Sam this kid makes all the throws. He makes, oh, he well, makes them Sunday throws on Friday. I mean, he's impressive. I mean, I've been a good really, really He throws the ball. He looks, receive, he looks defensive backs off. And just, I mean, he's really good. I mean, oh, I, I'm, I'm not saying he's good. I'm looking at saying He's really good. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying. All right. I got a segue because I don't want to run here because Bryce is mad at me. Um, speaking of good players, we're going to find out who Grash and the Guru picked in their fresh faces and stars of tomorrow right now.
All right, my man Grice, here we are again, week two, going into week three of the high school season. And let's look at, at some of the fresh faces uh, for this past week, uh, some of the fresh young uh, crop of talent coming up here in the state of North Carolina. And hey, let's start out at Conley High School. Isaiah Crumpler, six foot, 175 pound receiver. He is a top 15 recruit in the junior class. I know you know a lot about receivers and quarterbacks. Tell me about this young man. I mean, again, a guy that you see right there that can high point the football, just one of those guys that's going to go up and get it. And again, being six foot, you know, he's on the shorter side for, the, for some, you know, some of the receivers, a guy that has that ability to make game breaking speed. You can see the shiftiness here. He's able to thank you that you got him. You have him in a phone booth and crowd, but see, he, his acceleration is able to turn a few yards into a big time play. So again, a guy that I think we look for to really do some big stuff this year. And you look at him, again, for to be six foot, I mean, he looks to be a big guy. I mean, I, you know, he looks like his stature is a little more six, two, six, three, but I'm excited to see how he's going to grow. And when people know he's a guy, how they'll play. I mean, how he'll still continue to shine. All right. Again, that is Isaiah Crumpler, uh, D.H. Conley High School in Greenville. Hey, let's come back here to Mecklenburg County and go over to Matthews and look at Butler High School, a uh, sophomore quarterback, Zach Lawrence. Uh, you know, I think of Butler quarterbacks, you think of Riley Ferguson or Christian LeMay, Davis Cheek, you know, Nate Charest or Jake Charest, some of the best and the best. But I see this young man right here had 299 yards and a 40-7 victory over Richmond County, has Butler off to a 2-0 start. Man, what do you see in this young man? Been telling Langston, been telling you guys about Zach Lawrence. He's next up. Again, a kid that's a sophomore, but wise beyond his years. I think, you know, for Hales to really give him this ability to throw the ball all over, he's got to believe in a couple things. He's got to believe the kid has the arm talent, which Hales clearly can identify arm talent. And he's got to believe that he has that leadership and command that allows him to take that ball and drive it down the field to some good big play receivers. But I, this is a kid I've known for a while, and I'm glad to see that he's getting his due and he's making sure that he's getting his guys ready to go. I mean, you talk about Richmond County and and West Charlotte, those first two games going 2-0, and no slouches by any means, with, usually with regarding defense. So you've got to be on your game in order to have some big-time performances. Happy for this kid. The sky's the limit for him. Yeah, he's definitely going to be one of those dogs over there in Matthews. Uh, again, uh, that is uh, sophomore quarterback Zach Lawrence. Hey, let's stay right here in the Queen City and look at Providence Day, the number one recruit in the sophomore class, six foot six, 260-pounder David Sanders. Uh, what do we know about him, Grice? I mean, just a big, just, you know, monster. I mean, you talk about an O-line kid that's athletic, that has that just general nastiness that you love in an O-lineman that's going to make sure he's going to finish every single play until the whistle. I mean, just some of those things you can't, you know, really teach there. He's got the body type. And, again, as we see him, just still a young guy, so you know he's got room to grow. But we see him staying on his block and just the finish. That, to me, shows those top O-line guys is that you're at second, second you know, two, three seconds into the play. You see that guy about to topple over, and he goes in and drives them into the ground and finishes them. So I'm excited to see him grow. Got a big-time game coming up with Charlotte Catholic. We're going to really see how he continues to mature and if he's that guy they can run behind all game. All right, again, that is the number one sophomore recruit uh, from Providence Day High School, David Sanders. They got a lot of top recruits out of uh, Providence yeah. Day, by the way. Hey, let's take a trip up I-85 to Methan, North Carolina, Eastern Alamance High School. Uh, they're having a huge year. Uh, could be a state championship contending team, at least coming from the East bracket. And Tyreek Samuel, uh, he is a speedy back and an incredibly packed sophomore class. I think we're going to hear a lot more about this team and him in the years to come. 
Oh, you're absolutely right. And again, I told you, I've said it, this year is going to be the year of the running back. I mean, we've talked about some of these other guys. You know, I would like to go back and look at the 336. This isn't too far away from where I grew up. And, you know, coming across this Tyreek Samuel kid, and I just really love this film, an explosive running back, a kid that can do it all. Like you said, get him in space. You're really not going to catch him. And then when you're there, you've got to be able to bring him down, which has proven to be no easy task so far this year. So uh, in, the, in the year of the running back, we've identified and we see another kid taking that large step you know, ready to make his, 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 you know, get his chance to burst onto the scene. Love what I see from these highlights. And as they get into conference play, expect a big game. And if he gets too good, we might have to give him a call, Guru. Yeah, if we get too good, we'll get him over there on the crisis jump side. But, hey, uh, highlighting some of the best uh, fresh faces here in the state of North Carolina. Uh, we're going to do it again next week. Uh, how, how can we, uh, they get in touch with us? Again, if you think you're a fresh face, I mean, reach out to the Observer Preps, reach out to Ed Lakeston Wirtz Jr., even reach out to me at Coach Jay Grice. I mean, we're looking for guys that are going to burst onto the scene as we get into conference, as we get into big-time games later this year. Guys that we haven't heard of. Don't, we don't want a guy that we've heard of. You know, if you're one of these guys that's been on the scene, I get it. But we want one of these emerging guys that's going to show, hey, maybe I was on JV last year, and now it's my time to shine. That's the kind of guy we want a fresh face, and that's the guy we want to highlight. It's something that the public may not know about, but they better get familiar. All right, for fresh faces, uh, I'm the guru. That's Grace. We'll get them next week. All right, those are some interesting players there. Sam, you did not get a win earlier. So you you get a second chance. You get a second chance to redeem yourself against Coach Grice. Um, Drop that music. Let's go. Welcome <laughs> to another edition of All right, guys. It's good to be way. back. Coach versus Coach. What? Give me some predictions here. What you got tonight, Grace? What you mean? What I got tonight? I'm dominant. Uh, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Um, on offense or defense first? You going first or second? I'm offensive guy. We're taking the ball, baby. Let's go. Oh, let, me, let, me just, let me give a little credit to Grace real quick before he gets you know beat up. Don't soft me up. Second. I know the game. Listen, I mean, your your last segment for Game of the Week was the best you've ever done. It was really good. So I know that you ain't got much left in the tank, but I'll take it easy on you, all right? I am tired. Long day. All right, let's go. Hey, I want the ball. Right, go ahead. Go ahead, substitute teacher. Let's go. All right. Drake May threw for 294 yards, five TDs Saturday against an underman FAMU team. Did UNC find their quarterback? Man, like I like what we're saying, under man. They went out there with 30 guys. I think I think some of the marching 100, that's the band for those of you that aren't HBCU literate. But I think some of the band members, I think the drum major was playing DB in the second half. Guys, like, that's not compare him to Sam Howell. He just won the job. Sam Howell got here and he was the number one guy without equivocation, without any doubt or any adjustment. He was a guy. Oh, and Sam Howell's killing in the preseason too. Stop comparing this guy to Sam Howell yet. He's got work. Is he Was he a talented high school player? Yes, which that conversation about the, the Drake May, Jaden Davis, Drake May has done a lot more in high school. All right, we'll, get, we'll save that part of the conversation. That's another question. But Drake May is not near Sam Howell yet. He might be the guy for right now. Let's leave it at that. Good game one. Let's see what he can do going forward. What do you think, Sam? 
Well, I mean, the answer, I'll elaborate. To answer your question, did UNC find their guy? Yes, they found their guy a long time ago when they recruited him. When I said he was the best North Carolina quarterback I've ever seen, and I still stand by that comment. At the end of the day, when he graduates, he'll be a first-round draft pick coming out of UNC. Like I said, he has talent. They can't be taught. He's an extremely good athlete. If he wanted to go play basketball, he'd be a Division One athlete in basketball as well. He's a tough kid. He's grimy. He's tough. And, by the way, I think he had five TDs, 294, in the first ten minutes of the game, and he came out. And then they let their band member play at quarterback, and they still retained the win. Okay, so, yes, Drake May is the truth, and you'll see that going through the years. Uh, one nothing grinder. Uh, well, I, I think Saturday will Saturday will be a better test for Drake against App, uh, which brings us to our second question: uh, What kind of chances App State have to beat Saturday, uh, beat UNC on Saturday? Or you might pose it the other way: What type of chance does UNC have to beat App, Sam? I mean, App. I mean, App is a huge. Program. I mean, this is a 50-50 game right here. I think that UNC pulls through on this game. I think that they recruit a little bit higher caliber players. Now, can they outcoach App? That's what we need to be seeing here. Um, you know, but they do have Drake May at the end of the day, and Drake May, I think, goes for over three touchdowns this game and a roughly about 270 to 300 yards passing again, and I think it tops over App State, and they win the game. Thoughts, Grace? I think App State's got a real shot here. You know, I think it's a situation where Carolina, you know, bringing in a new quarterback, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of these young guys that we, you know, I know Gary, hey, we've been on these chats long enough between you and Langston waxing poetic about this defense every Saturday during the college football season. A lot of those young guys that y'all are clamoring for to get in the game are those guys that need to be ready. That FAMU score with the band members in there was a little worrisome in the beginning of that game. They did, let me ask you this. Did y'all, did y'all see Power Eccles on Saturday? Yeah. 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 He, is, he, made, he made three out of the first five tackles of the game. It was are like. Are we surprised? Are we really surprised? No, we're, we're not surprised. Yeah, yeah. I think the rest of North Carolina is. That's but we're not. We're on the show and they watch. Like we know, we know he was going to do that. But I, again, App State's a program that's that's shown to be consistently well. They get up for these games, and I think that's going to be the difference here. There's a game they get up for. You know, next week they've got Texas A&M, so they know they start a brutal schedule. This is going to be the game they pencil in. This is going to be the game that they give everything they got. And I know it's going to be tough because they're going to Kid Brewer, right? This, this ain't at home. Yes. They're going to Kid Brewer. Going to Kid Brewer is always a tough place to play up there in Boone, North Carolina. I like App here. UNC better watch out. They're on upset. All right, well, let's make let's make a little bet now. Lunch bet for um, you know, the Monday we're off Monday, correct? Coming up. Okay, yeah. man, we'll go a little lunch break. Me and you. I got you. What's UNC. the spot? Uh, the Langston spot that we uh, he always takes us to. Yeah, yeah we'll go there. that's fine. We'll go to that spot. Yeah. Like it. All right, there we go. I'll get in. I, I will say this about that game. Both teams will score over 40. <laughs> I like the Wake Forest UNC game for last year. Yeah, like, both teams will score over 40. I hear you. All right, last question. Langston? Okay. Is streaming good for the high school game, or should we go back to, you know, paid attendance post-COVID? Grace? 
Oh, keep the streaming. Like that that has been one of the single greatest things that I think has happened for the high school game. I think, you know, and even you know, now I'm you know, at a program, of course, with means, which has been awesome. But at times where I was at programs that didn't have means or, you know, in a situation like like Sam coaching, you know, at a title one school. I think it's important to get those that are unable to go to games that are able to have the streaming services just on that end to be able to watch their, you know, watch their children, watch their family play. I like it because I have friends that are you know, in different states. And one, I may not be able to see those guys because they may be playing at the same time, but also have some friends. A couple of my buddies coach out in Arizona. I'm able to check their games. As I, as I get home, they're starting their games. And you know, you won't believe the nights I've been up you know, at 1 o'clock in the morning watching, looking at my computer, hype as heck, just because they pulled out a game last minute. I think this has been one of the greatest things that has been added, especially here in the Charlotte area. Oh, and as they're going up on ticket prices and they get family of four, I think it now costs uh, about the same amount as going to Carolina Ale House to get into a game. So I love it. It's been great. Yeah, I can't really get that. Yeah, I'm not going to be the opposition here. I think it's great. You know, like my grandparents can't come to games, uh, things like that. They can watch games on TV. I think it's perfect. There's there's a reason why you can uh, – and we can progress and make it even better. Imagine, you know – if Grice wasn't so great at calling plays offensively, imagine him being a commentator on one of these games. Like, well, I mean, he would be phenomenal at it. <clears throat> and I think that they'll get better at that down the road. Instead of just watching it, you'll have some commentating with it, like you have in the college games. And you'll see some of these young kids that maybe want to do something like that. Maybe they start having classes and they start applying for these uh, opportunities where each school has, when it's their home game, have their own commentator for the game. And I think that they can progress later in the career with – with that type of stuff. So oh, it's definitely at the beginning yeah, stages of it. Yeah. Shout out yeah. To- well, let me ask you guys this. The the streaming uh, that they're using, do the schools get something in return? No, what they should do is this. I think at the end of the year, I think that they're going to – it was a tie between like Huddle and NFHS, okay? And I think if – what they're going to do is they're going to revisit that. And so if Huddle – has the capability like most of us exchange film with huddle you can pay for a bracket like eight thousand dollars for the whole school a lot of schools can't afford that i know we can't afford that but imagine that happening you know when we're exchanging film these days sometimes the quality like the quality that i just gave independence was not very good um this past game the one before was a lot better but imagine having the capability where it breaks down the game for you those those uh like nfhs films that they break it down for you and they can you can exchange that film. You have that capability with Huddle, and they're going to revisit, are we doing NFHS next year within the Charlotte Mecklenburg schools, or are we going to move into something else where it's actually helpful, helpful for like us as coaches as well instead of having a, a, you know, a camera guy that has to go places, and sometimes the quality is really good, sometimes the quality is not. not. I, I would really like to see some of the schools get the money directly, maybe half go to the streaming service, and half go to the to the home team. So Gary, on the record, you like stream. You like the streaming, is what you said. I I enjoy the streaming, but if it's going to hurt the high school game, the high schools need the money bad, and, and especially some of the lower income. I bet if we had ten ads on the show, they probably say, yeah, "I'm not so sure about the streaming." But I mean, that's just a guess. I don't know. If it's- yeah, I, I, I like it. I like the stream on Friday nights. I got you know, game after game after game. I mean, the, the worst, the worst feeling in the world is you know, as as a reporter or, or neutral observer, you think you're going to the best game in town, and you get there and it's a blowout. 
yeah, and you're like, I should have gone to this game or I should have gone to that game. Where with the streaming services, you just turn the channel and, and find the best game. That's that's good. <laughs> Are you talking about what happened last week? <laughs> you had to sit there and watch that though. What, what 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 happened last week, Alex? What happened? Alex had a story written in the second quarter last week. So yeah, good job. <laughs> and he and he also still had that team in the top ten in the four A. He he did he did you you just let you just let that man liberation of the I know I love I think Alex does a phenomenal job. I love Mesmer. That, I love that, that, that's what Sam's talking about for those of you who join me. He's talking I mean, about I'm not trying to disrespect Catholics. You are, and, and I, I'm, I'd let you do the regulars when we go. It's really hard. It's not easy to do. I did regulars for a long Charlotte Catholic does not have a signature win for Catholic yet. That does yeah. not mean that does not mean they're not one of the ten best teams. So Cardinal but Gibbons has got a signature win this year. <laughs> they don't have any wins. Cardinal Gibbons, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cardinal Gibbons, I get this all the time about the Sweet Sixteen. And that number Cardinal seventeen had, had didn't have a signature loss. Hold on, but hold on. Cardinal Gibbons was number one. So he dropped them after they lost the first week, and then he dropped them again after the second week. It's not, it's not apples to apples every week. That's how so I, I, Shelby number one in the two A though, and he, he dropped them out. Well, maybe they shouldn't have been number one at the start. So here, let, 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 uh, you, 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 you guys, you guys, hey, I, I got while, while, while you guys were talking, I got three text messages on, on my iPad here. People like just clamoring. I mean, talking about you know how much they enjoy you guys. We had a lot of first time viewers tonight. And they said Grice is really good. And I've been telling y'all, Grice is TV good. Chris is Phenomenal. TV good. He's not, here to, he's not here tonight. Sam, you know, Mr. Hollywood. We can get Sam out of Hollywood off of CBS. He can yeah. be good. And oh, Gary yeah. Knox always got an opinion. We got to get in training. Uh, Cameron and Dale and I have been around forever and ever. We know, I mean, we don't know as much as these guys. We know a little bit. We've been around. Oh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I love our crew, man. I, I love the show. It's a lot of fun. And one of my favorite parts of the show is right here at the end. And I get to put the big star of the big show on his one shot. And he can give us his final thoughts. Only way I get to be a big star is we win this game Friday. Then it'll feel really good because Independence is a great team. Um, I want to give a shout out to my son, Brahim Murphy. It's his senior year, you know, at Army, starting slot back, number eight. I'm going to go with a couple of my friends and we're going to go watch some plays playing at Myrtle Beach versus Coastal Carolina. It's a rematch. If you remember one of the toughest games we faced in the 2017 run, it was the first game in the second round. We had to play Porter Ridge, and uh, that quarterback was going against Brahim, who was quarterback. And uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be their first game, you know, going against each other. So I can't wait to go to that. Big shout-out um, to Coastal Carolina Army. But if you can make that game, you want to make that road trip, uh, I'd love to see you out there. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, it's a crazy, wacky edition of Talking Preps. Had a bunch of fun. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Replay will be hey. on as soon as we get off. And we'll be cutting them up on social media. I got a lot of things to cut this week. But hey, I, I, the best sections of the night was the 4A rankings. I, lo- I mean, that was phenomenal. That was yeah. good talk. And Grice's game of the week was like, I mean, I was like, hi. Grice is on his Fox uh, Gus Johnson type of stuff today. Yeah, he was <laughs> no, but, but what happened? No, but what happened was Catholic called Grice out on social media. They said it better be fair. 
It better be fair. I told him it's always fair. Hey, I know oh, it always is. Yeah, like yeah, Bryce, Bryce is down the middle all the time. Uh, man. Grace, Grace, and the now, thing about Grace is he really researches that stuff and it really matters to him. And I think you know all the guys on here. I think it, it now Langston's well. more of a homer for Providence Day. Yeah. Uh, no. All the comments were talking about Langston being a homer. Yeah, it was about like, Langston. Yeah, no matter, Langston. Look, look, years ago I was a homer for West Charlotte. Then I was a homer for Independence. Now I'm a homer for Providence. I know that is true. It's it's I'm, a, I'm a homer for whoever's good that we write about. I'm a homer for them. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's hey, you mean. know why Chris didn't show up? It's because he didn't choose us in the daggone list. Ah, that's the one. He was that one. But DJ, DJ, honestly, Sam came to my house. He threatened me. So when you see my picks, don't get don't, mad. Don't listen to that. <laughs> DJ, fine. DJ two and zero. Oh, he on revenge. Really, right, right down now. the street from me. He was, he, was, he came over here and he and he, he left a note of my man. Hey, we're we're just little old West Charlotte, man. We're just trying to claw our way <laughs> back. I mean, big school. Claw our way back. Little old three A West Charlotte. Looking for three A. Three A West Charlotte. That's all you heard about that one playing game. That's it. No matter if you go one and nine, the rest of just that one. Now I gotta win some more than that. <laughs> I got enough heat on me than that. No. I got you, but we're real heavy. We're 10 minutes heavy, so Grice is gonna get mad at me. That's Sam Grinding, one of the best football coaches in North Carolina. I mean that sincerely. That's Gary Rich, my frat brother, my good friend. That's Cameron Williams, who is the get in training, the guru in training, Alex Bass, contrarian. Uh Jonathan Grice, guru too. You guys are seeing it every week. Guru two is getting better. Dale Ross with my friend for decades. I'm Langston Works, and we are talking preps. <laughs> <laughs>